Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hi and welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. I'm Sergi Junian, a PhD student here at the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Today with me is Professor Jamping Fu. Uh, professor of Mechanical Engineering, Biomedical Engineering and Cell and Developmental Biology at the University of Michigan. Welcome, Jianping. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me here. It's it's great to have you here. And this is happening after we've seen your uh, your talk at Stem Cells at Lunch today, uh, which was great. So I'd just like to ask you a bunch of questions about that, really. Your research combines this this fantastic combination of engineering and synthetic biology approaches at different scales, right? Uh, and you use that to tackle questions in the field of human development, we could say that. To begin with, I would like to ask you, what are the main questions that your lab is trying to answer? I, I guess the first sentence I want to say is the fact that we have very, very limited knowledge about human development. And studying human development has been historically very, very difficult and challenging. And due to many, many different issues, different reasons. And one reason is and to study human development. Ideally, we want to do that using human embryos. But first, it's, it's hard to get access to human embryos for research purposes. And there are also a lot of ethical issues surrounding using human embryos for research purposes. Because of that, we have very limited knowledge about human development. Therefore, that's the reason my lab has been trying to use human stem cells using them on a culture dish and develop suitable models using these human stem cells allow us to model certain events involved in human development. So we're hoping that such synthetic models on a culture dish will allow us to, add, uh, to study human development without using intact human embryos. That's really what we are most interested in. Nice. And could you tell us how this actually works? So how, how do you generate these, these synthetic embryos? <laughs> well, I, first thing first, I wouldn't call them synthetic embryos. <laughs> that term itself would generate a lot of, uh, pe people might not like that term, to be frank. We call them stem cell derived or stem cell based embryo models. So how to generate them? It's a, it, it's a, it's a great question. In fact, I think there are a few models that have been demonstrated from my lab as well as from a few other labs. And people are still trying to, people are still in the process making progress to develop additional models that allow us to study different phases of human development. It turns out the, the type of human stem cells we're using, and we call them human proponent stem cells, including both human embryonic stem cells as well as induced proponent stem cells. The human embryonic stem cells are the, I would say, the, the embryonic proponent cell types that people somehow find ways to isolate them from pre-implantation human blastocyst and find ways to culture them properly on a culture dish. Because these cells are isolated very early in human embryo, and they retain some amazing self-organizing properties and developmental potential. In the meantime, I guess last 10 years, and also scientists developed some reprogramming strategies, allow us, for example, to to, to obtain, for example, adult, adult cells from human body, such as skin cells, then reprogram the cells and into a prepotent state. This is what we call human-induced prepotent stem cells. So both using both embryonic stem cells and induced prepotent stem cells, they're more or less equivalent to each other. 
from many, many studies and uh, people, people believe that they are very, very equivalent to each other. And this stem cells, both stem cell types, they, are, they, are, they, have, they retain some amazing self-organizing properties and developmental potential. So when, when scientists somehow identify suitable culture environments, when you place these stem cells in these culture environments, and they start to organize themselves. I would say they divide and they migrate, and well, they also start to talk to each other and perceiving signals from each other as well as the surrounding environment. And then they organize themselves into multicellular structures that, while doing this process, they display, I would say, features, characteristics, and resembling developing embryo. I would say certain aspects of developing human embryo. So we are hopeful that such model systems on a culture dish will allow us again to study some key questions involving human development and that without using intact human embryos. Mm -hmm. I, I have to say that this is fascinating really, just the fact that you can take part of development or even a, a tiny part of development and put it in, in a system that you can work on and manipulate and, and see and visualize. It's, it's, it's great, actually. It's fantastic. How far can your structures go? What's the stage that they represent and how far can they go in development? Uh, this is a great question. So because the stem cells we're using, and right now we are more or less limited to human prepotent stem cells, human including both embryonic stem cells and induced prepotent stem cells. As I mentioned that these stem cells are isolated from implanting human blood, a uh, human embryo. So, which means that in fact, the developmental state of the stem cells we're using are more or less corresponding to an implantation stage human embryonic cells. Because of that, and the model systems we have been developing, they allow us to study developmental events associated with human embryonic development from implantation up to gastrulation. And in fact, I think that now people are also making progress to use the stem cells to also model post-gastrulation developmental events. So I should mention that we understand that you, you can imagine that you have a human blastocyst, human embryo, eventually, after a few days, development in the maternal uterus, it needs to implant into the maternal uterus. So that's implantation. But soon after implantation, after around about seven days, so there's a key developmental landmark involved in human development. It's called gastrulation, where the, the embryonic cells start to differentiate, organize themselves into three different layers. And these are the precursor cells that will eventually develop into all the primitive uh, organ rudiments. And that's, that's really the, that's what we call gastrulation, where the primitive body plan of the human body will be laid out and the primitive organ systems will be developed, uh, will start to develop. So using human prepotent stem cells available right now for us, and we have been able to study, right, model the human developmental events from implantation up to gastrulation, and also the, I would say, start to model uh, developmental events even after gastrulation, when organogenesis start to kick in, where the primitive organ systems start to develop. Excellent. And how far do you think you can go? So this is this is what you've reached so far. But how far do you think you? How far do do you do you want to go? I think we can go as far as we are allowed to, or as far as we are, as I think capable of at this point. I think as different you can imagine that. 
in vivo when the human embryo is embedded in the maternal uterus, there are a lot of, I would say, a lot of chemical signals and cell-cell interactions, and also the fetus and maternal fetus interactions, right? And all these factors need to be in place, possibly to promote the continuous development of a healthy embryo. And we don't have a lot of knowledge to frank about human development and what's happening inside the maternal uterus. And therefore, in fact, to promote the continuous development of synthetic models. And we have to do it step by step to, to really identify as different suitable conditions that will be needed for the embryo-like structures to, I would say, go through from one stage of development towards the next. So this is going to be a, a continuous progress. I would imagine that it will be a fun journey for many of us to push this field forward. But going back to your question, I, I think your, your, your question also hinted the fact that uh, I think an important question is how closely do we want to develop our models to, to model human embryos. We want our models to be very, to, to, to really, I would say, closely mimic certain aspects of the human embryonic development so that they are useful for advancing fundamental understanding about human development, right? But at the same time, I guess many of us are not thinking about or trying to derive synthetic embryos that incorporate all the cell types that just look like human embryo and preserve the, uh, I would say, have the developmental potential, full developmental potential and organismal form and potential equivalent to a human embryo. Many of us are not thinking about it and are not trying to do it. I would say that's, that's definitely a, a red line there in this field. And no one, uh, many of us are not thinking to, uh, to cross it. I want to make that clear. And perhaps I'd like to go one step behind, one step back, sorry, and, and say, what have these stem cell-based embryo structures uh, have shown you so far about stem cells or the embryos? Yeah, very good question. Uh, in fact, I, I think there are a few important observations from studies from my group and, as well as other groups who are developing different stem cell-based human embryo models. One thing is, it seems like human stem cells, as it is the early stages of human stem cells that have been derived from human embryos, they, they retain some amazing developmental potential associated with early embryonic cells in the human embryo. And also, it turns out, I think, the self-organizing properties and the autonomy of early human embryo development have been more and more appreciated and discovered recently. So that's the reason I think using human stem cells derived from early human embryos for our research. And when we place them in culture environments and on a dish, and somehow they start to self-organize themselves. And almost almost seems like they remember what they're supposed to do in an in vivo-like environment when you provide that environment to them. And they start to just more or less, you, you, they start to initiate, reinitiate this developmental program. They differentiate, they organize, and they form multicellular structures and resemble uh, the, their counterparts in the human embryo. So that, that's another, uh, another interesting observation, this self-organizing properties autonomy. And 
the other the other thing I, I think we, we keep seeing from our models as well as other systems is there are very intricate cell-cell interactions uh, involved in, in the development of such synthetic models. And this type of cell-cell interactions, cell talk to each other, and they form a community, and they talk to each other, and they organize themselves, then influencing each other's behaviors. And have been expected, I would say suspected, uh, to be extensively involved in embryonic development. But they have been very hard to study using any in vivo models, especially for post-implantation development, because which means that the human, that the embryo need to be in the maternal uterus. They are embedded in the maternal uterus. They are very hard to study, to even observe, in fact. So such intricate cell-cell interactions observed from in vitro models, stem cell-derived in vitro models. I guess we, we have been seeing a lot of such cell-cell interactions and the drive in the the progressive development, continuous development of such uh, embryo models on a culture dish. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And perhaps my last question would go around, this is a field that you have basically helped starting, right? So your work has collaborated with many other people's work in creating this, this whole field of synthetic embryology in a way. How do you think the field is moving forward? What do you think is the next line of research that is coming from now on? I appreciate you're saying that we are one of the, the early players. Indeed, I, this is a new field. We're happy that we, we have been making some uh, useful, meaningful contributions to, to I would say, to, to establish, open the field. Uh, again, there are a few other, uh, there are many, many other players in the field, and they're also making very important, meaningful contributions. And But... I guess to a certain extent, this is a very much early phase of this field. Um, it's an emerging area where people are trying to use stem cells, uh, either mammalian stem cells, I'm talking about mouse, or maybe non-human primate. Now, of course, people are putting a lot of emphasis on human stem cells and try to use humans, uh, this mammalian stem cells to establish model systems to study mammalian development. And it's a very new field that incorporates knowledge and expertise from many, many different fields. And you, rec you recognize that we, because we are engineers and we are incorporating a lot of engineering tools to, to, to improve the controllability and the scalability and the reproducibility of the models. And also the knowledge from developmental biology, stem cell biology, and also synthetic biology, even systems biology. And then um, all this, this knowledge base need to be available to move this field forward. I, I think it's very exciting because the reason this is exciting because there are many, many players. There are many, many uh, like distinct domains of areas can make important contributions to this emerging field. And not to, of, of course, the reason I think uh, many people are excited from different domains is the fact that human development itself is just fascinating, right? To even just to understand the genesis of human being itself, I think is a fascinating topic. It must be a, one of the holy grails of modern biology. And to a certain extent, uh, we have such a limited knowledge about human development and uh, it's for in the foreseeable future, it's just not viable to study human development using either non-human primate or otherwise human embryos directly. As it is not in the foreseeable near, near future to do that. So therefore, in fact, human stem cell based model systems are 
the only available tools viable for for understanding human development. And I should also point out because mammalian development and uh, post implantation development happens in the uterus, it's just very hard to get access to post implantation embryonic tissues, and not to also mention that such embryonic tissues, either from human, non-human primate, or otherwise mouse, they would never, there will never be sufficient numbers, sufficient quantities of such embryonic tissues for detailed mechanistic studies with a resolution high enough comparable compared to the synthetic models that can be derived from stem cells on culture dish. So such models can offer a very high resolution and uh, in principle can provide unlimited right, model, uh, I would say materials for detailed fundamental studies. And also uh, potentially, uh, I would say, can be useful for screening applications, uh, understanding how human, how human gene, uh, each human gene contribute or uh, are involved in the embryonic development. There are many, many different directions. Fascinating. I, I truly think it's a very exciting time for anyone involved, anyone interested in studying self-organization, uh, morphogenesis, uh, systems biology. I think that it's the moment for most of these people to just get together and, and really explore basic questions of, of development that are fully, completely unknown at this point. So uh, with this, I'd like to thank you, Jinping. Thank you very much for answering my questions. And thank you very much for a fantastic talk today at the Stem Cells at Lunch seminar. And for the stem cells at lunch uh, digested listeners, this is it for this week and we'll see you next time.